Welcome to a 1-0 edition of Double Fries No Slaw. For the first time since 2016 and the first time in this show's history, Florida State football is 1-0. We are here on the last Sunday of August, August 28th. Week zero has completed, and the Knowles pick up a big win, 47-7 against the Dukes from Duquesne. Richie, I would ask this, but I already know. I've never been able to ask you this to start a season before, but how has your weekend been? I feel pretty undefeated. And it's a great weekend, you know, obviously the game, you know, it's Duquesne. We don't want to take too much from it, but it was nice to sit at home and watch a game and teach you were there and just have the game play out the way it should have, right? The way we expected to where there was no stress. The game was never in doubt. And Florida State is 1-0, and I cannot wait to get to New Orleans with the, you and Harlan and everybody else next weekend. Should be a ton of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll talk more and more about the game. But, yeah, it's, it's hard to have a, a ton of takeaways. It's hard to have um, any takeaways really, really good or bad after that result. I think that there are certainly ways that Florida State fans could have been pretty upset with how yesterday went. And I, I think we've kind of avoided that, right? Like we avoided the national embarrassment for the first time in a little <laughs> while. We avoided um, dropping a game to an FCS team or struggling against a team that you should blow out. So, yeah, all in all, a good day yesterday. Um, but let's get into it. Let's just jump right into it and uh, and get rolling here. Um, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. We were out at the Rising Spear Double Fries No Slaw tailgate yesterday. Um, Catherine Sandercock, Kaylee Mudge. Devin Flaherty, Michaela Edenfield were all out there. Brooke Wyckoff stopped by very briefly. They had a tailgate um, kind of close to ours and next to ours. Pop Deloach was out there. So when we do these double fries tailgates, when we do these rising spear tailgates, um, you need to be out there. You need to find a way to get to them. But just know Guthrie's always hooks it up. They brought in some chicken. A little delayed on the chicken delivery. It was right at the time of the legacy walk, and they made them kind of it, it was a whole thing, but that chicken got there and it got crushed because when they were, people were late with the chicken, folks were, uh, folks were waiting for it. So shout out to Guthrie's. If you're in Tallahassee, if you stop by Tallahassee, make sure you hit up Guthrie's double fries, no slaw all the way. All right, Richie, Florida state wins 47 to seven. Um, they score on every possession except for the last one, uh, and the one with the turnover, right? So we'll, we'll take yeah. that out as well. But they score on every possession. They only punt one time. I think we all know that Florida State could have probably gone for that uh, fourth down. But up by 40 in the fourth quarter is probably the right decision to just go ahead and punt that. Um, you know, that would have maybe made some people that bet on the Knowles happy if Mike Norvell would have gone for that. I really wanted to see Rodney Hill go up over 100 yards so that we could make more history. Four but uh, initial, initial thoughts from the, uh, from the, uh, the win, the 40-point win yesterday against the Duquesne Dukes. I think the fact that we're sitting here not, you know, having to break down in detail anything that went wrong is a good sign, right? It's a good thing for Florida State. Good thing for us as Florida State fans. I was very happy with the game. You know, it, it's about what I expected, right? Very vanilla, just basically kind of ran the ball. I think Jordan Travis only threw the ball 13 times. But to have three running backs go over 100 yards, um, you know, Treshawn Ward, man, that guy, I forgot how good he is. And then I watched the game yesterday. He just showed he's just a really good college running back for a former walk-on. Uh, very happy with the performance, honestly. Uh, the defense, you know, I thought they played really well. Gave up less than 200 yards on the day. J just what you expected to see 
and sets the stage for next week, right? Against LSU, the game that we've all really been pegging as the true week one game. But man, it, it was nice to see. How about you from your vantage point at Dope Campbell Stadium in the Champions Club, DJ? Yeah, I, I talked about this a little bit on Spaces today, so I won't rant about it again. I won't give the <laughs> uh, the five, six minute, you know, diatribe uh, about this. So I yeah, yesterday was a fantastic day. I, honestly, like not hyperbole, not recency bias, um, just truly one of the best days I've ever had in my life. I took my firstborn, my little girl to the game. We got to hang out at the tailgate again with some of her heroes, some of the people that she gets to watch on TV and the softball girls being there and, and talking with her and, you know, all kids in similar stuff are cute, but like my kids are really, really cute. Right. Like I don't have any problem just, you know, kind of owning that. And so, uh, yeah, like, you know, everybody that we saw yesterday just fawned over her and was like, Oh my gosh, you're the cutest person, you know, cutest little thing ever. And so she's soaking all of that up. Cause she's very much her daughter's or her father's daughter. Uh, and then getting to go down to the field, getting to take her in the champions club, you know, ask her what her favorite part of the day was. And it was the fireworks and the popcorn. She got in the uh, fireworks when the team got announced and then the, uh, the popcorn in the champions club. So (laughs) I could have made that a lot easier myself by just buying some firecrackers and getting some microwavable popcorn. But uh, yeah, no, a great day there. Hey, I love the crowd over 50,000 people there after an hour and a half rain delay. um, You know, I remember that Texas state game a few years ago, 2015, maybe where uh, maybe that was 20, no, 2015. Um, where we uh had like a two hour rain delay, and I mean there was nobody in that crowd after that. That was the year after Jameis was gone, and um that, that rain delay was longer, I believe. Game didn't start till after nine, but uh hour and a half rain delay, a really, really bad opponent that, that nobody even really knew before this year, and then um, you know, a massive marquee game, national game next week, and then a good opponent when Florida State does come back in BC. Uh, I know that there was a lot of concern that. That the crowd just wouldn't be very good. If you look at the home side, it was fantastic. Student section showed out. Obviously, the Chiefs are there. Champions Club was pretty full. Um, away side, you know, left a little to be desired. Obviously, Duquesne returned most of their tickets. And so, um, but 50,000 plus there in, in the rain, in the weather, after the delay, bad opponent. Shout out to FSU fans for showing up and showing out. Need to continue, uh, continue that. Need to continue on uh, that path. I will say this too, and then I'll throw it back to you for kind of whichever direction we want to take that. We see some questions in the chat. Again, feel free to utilize the super chat. Um, make sure you like and subscribe, and then we will get to some of these questions here um, that you guys have asked. There's some questions about the defense, the offensive line. Um, we'll, we'll certainly get to those. I, I thought this was telling. Social media is not real life, and so as much as you see people on social media complaining – when they did the starting introductions, which everyone was there, nobody was late to their seats because everybody had been in the stadium for over an hour and a half waiting out the weather delay. When they did the starting lineups, when they did the introductions for the team, the loudest player ovation was Jordan Travis. And then they announced Mike Norvell immediately after that, and it was twice as loud. So I will just say that. Like, I know social media has Mike fired. I know social media has Mike on the hot seat. I know what social media has six and six. I just want to let you know. When they announced Mike Dorvell, it got so much louder than when it and I was, you know, I was in the middle of it, right? Like I'm not, I'm not, this is not a flex. I was on the field when this happened. Um, I could hear. I wasn't just like off in another room. I was there. The roar for Mike Norvell was pretty encouraging. Uh, we're big Mike fans, want him to work out, want things to go well. But um the 50,000 people in that stadium are too, right? And so don't 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 buy the hype on uh, you know, your 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 10 or 20 people on uh on uh 
uh, on social media. It did suck that the marching chiefs didn't get to march at pregame. Yeah, it stinks. Obviously, you want to get that warm up in and get it done as quickly as you can. Pre-game show, it's the best, it's the best tradition in college football. It, it's not even close. Renegade riding out to midfield, Osceola playing the spear. My daughter thought I got a kick out of that for sure. She <laughs> she liked the horse a lot. So um, but it was encouraging to the win. Richie, like you talked about, I, I just don't I know there's a lot of crazy reactions either way, mostly negative, right? I, I don't think anybody, you know, is saying that we're gonna win the national championship after seeing that game. But I just don't I didn't see enough yesterday to make me change my mind on anything this season. I will say it was encouraging that Florida State came out and just beat the brains out of a team that they were better than. And obviously Florida State would have left their starters in. They would have won this game 60 to nothing. Um, but they didn't, right? Like you just move on. You play your second string. You give up a touchdown because of a bad interception. Stop hyping the backups. Um, but, you know, Florida State, nothing happened yesterday that – would change my outlook on the season. I've still got seven and five, right? You, you win one of these next two games, I'll give you eight and four. But nothing happened yesterday that would make me drop a win. Nothing happened yesterday that would make me add a win, right? Even with some of the injury questions, which we'll get to later, I'm not like, oh, okay, well, we're going to automatically lose this game or that game now that an injury happened. So, yeah, I feel pretty much the same. Next week's the big test. A week from A week from this moment right now, We'll find out about this team. Yeah, I, I think, you know. Richie, you're on mute. You somehow got muted. I didn't hear any of that. I said uh, the, between this week, right, uh, coming up against LSU and then L, uh, Louis, Louisville the following week, the most important two-game stretch in Mike Norvell's career, right? It's not even close. But to your point, TJ, I, I think, you know, there wasn't a lot I thought we would take out of this game, right? It, it just, you hope to show up, stay healthy, get out with the win, don't make it harder than it needs to be. And, and I think that's exactly what this team did. I know there there's a, you know, you got banged up a little bit, but for the most part, you didn't have a, you know, Jordan Travis didn't go down with an ACL or anything, which would have been really bad, especially when we talk about the backup quarterback situation here in a little bit. But yeah, it's it's nice to have a home opener to play out the way it's supposed to, right? You, you get a tune-up game, which is exactly what this was, and Florida State did what they were supposed to. They won the game, like you mentioned, TJ. They scored on, what, their first eight drives. Like, the, it was never in doubt, and that's kind of what you wanted. And, you know, in recent years, Jacksonville State last year, Jacksonville State the year before, Samford, we were losing to them for a while, uh, a couple of years back. So just to come out in, in the game – play out the way it should have from start to finish that was huge for florida state they got their reps in and i cannot wait to get to new orleans next weekend tj now gonna be a ton of fun okay i see grant here grant i'll give you a little shout out sorry that you guys weren't able to march it's gonna be your first time marching you will get a chance when bc comes back man i have no plans to come up for that bc game but we'll see man like that that atmosphere was amazing <laughs> so um we win these next two games i'll go up to bc i'll just i'll, I'll hopefully carry it in here that um, but shout out to you. Shout out to the marketing chiefs. We love, um, David Platt. We love Dr. Wilson who direct the band. I'll say this when they were playing, when you guys were playing the national anthem, it was raining and I looked down at my daughter and she had her hand on her heart and I looked around and everybody's saying, you guys are playing it. And I like teared up a little and I pull my glasses down like that. All right. So I'm, <laughs> that's it for like the sentimental stuff. You guys crushed that. You, I mean, the, the shout out to the marching chiefs. We love you guys. Um, Okay. FSU is a little banged up after this. We'll talk about yeah. this. Offensive line, 
Um, this was something Ryan had a question here on the offensive line. Harlan, if you can find that and throw that up. Um, but uh, question on the offensive line health. So I've been told, and we'll see when FSU releases their depth chart tomorrow, but I've been told that Marie Smith should be back for this LSU game. That was the expectation like seven, eight, nine, ten days ago. Yeah. Right before the depth chart was released, I was being told like last Saturday, last Friday, that Smith would be out for this game. No reason to play him in this game. Let him get a little bit more healthy. You get the extra day because the game's on Sunday. And then you get Smith back for LSU. Washington going out is a little worrisome. Now, he never went inside the medical tent. He was just kind of behind the tent, stretching, getting a little bit of work in, getting a little thing, a little, little done here and there. But uh, that's worrisome, right? I like Gibbons at center. I think he does a good job there. The problem is I like Gibbons at left guard too. Yeah. Um, so if Gibbons is either in either of those spots, I, I feel pretty good. Now, I like where Florida State's at. Problem is then you have to pull somebody else up to play that left guard position. And, and, you know, you keep chopping away at that. Estes had a nice game. I know my buddy Pops is a, a big Estes guy. Not um, not Pops Deloach. But, um, yeah, I think I think the offensive line will be fine. Obviously, losing Lyles for the entire year makes the margin of error a little thinner. But I do think the offensive line will be, will be okay through this. I think Washington – I would expect both Washington and Smith to play this weekend. I'm a little more confident in Washington. I think that as soon as Washington just got nicked up just a little bit, which we may hear more from Mike tomorrow afternoon in his press conference tomorrow morning, probably 11 a.m. I think is when he usually goes. But I think as soon as he got nicked just a little bit, it, there was no reason to put him back in, right? You could have played Armella last night if you needed to, and he'd have been fine. And that's not a shot at Armella. Julian Armella walked by me yesterday in full pads, bro. He's a, it's a big dude. He's <laughs> massive. Like, oh, my God goodness that kid is at first i looked at him, i was like oh that kid looks like who is that that looks like armella and then he walked by and he got a little closer and i was like holy crap and then you're like, yeah, that, he's the true freshman, freshman huge <laughs> oh my lord that kid is massive yeah he's gonna be a good one for a long time i think washington will be okay i hope smith is back let's see what man he's big man guys <laughs> like i was crazy you know who i used to think was massive was josh sweat uh josh sweat was a huge human being to be around i haven't been on the field in several years but i the last time i was was around the josh sweat time and he walked by me this is when the media could actually like go out on the field and stuff while like stuff was happening and um josh sweat was a huge but julian armella for a true freshman it's ridiculous like josh sweat was like a third or fourth year kid at that time um armella's massive massive kid and then you put the pads on the helmet and everything else it's pretty nuts but um offensive line should be okay. I'll tell you though, Smith doesn't play. You're needing Washington to be hundred percent in this game. Yeah. LSU's nose tackles are, is nasty. Um, so fingers crossed that they can both get into the game next week. Otherwise I thought the offensive line was okay. Not great, but we got pushed back on some stuff, but a lot of that, you know, you had a, you had a, did you see Sinone's tweet? There was a walk on played the entire fourth quarter, right? I did not see that tweet, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's what we expected, right? It, it was Duquesne. It, it was a tune-up game, like we mentioned. Um, you know, obviously the offensive line got a little banged up. Darius Washington is so crucial because he's next man up on all five positions, right? Like, it doesn't matter who goes out. He's the next guy up to, to fill in. Uh, if we get Maurice Smith back and he's good to go, he's 80 85% this week, I feel really good about the offensive line 
with the caveat that LSU's defensive line, and we'll talk a lot about this on Thursday, man, they are so talented and, and massive and just they're going to be a problem. Let's just throw it out there. They will be a problem, but I'm very excited uh, as we get ready to head to New Orleans. Yeah, no doubt about it. So another injury that was ha- that happened on Saturday that, I, again, I spoke for, I spoke about a little bit in the uh, – in the spaces today, but I was on the again on the sideline when the guys were running by, and uh, Winston Wright ran by, and a bunch of people were asking like, "Hey man, when you back? When you back?" And I just said, "Hey man, we need you back. Like, let's go. What's going on?" And he said, two to three games." All right. Okay. So okay, right from the horse's mouth, directly from Winston Wright. Like that's not me. Like, oh, a source told me. Yeah, people always get mad. And they always want you to if you if you tweet something that's <laughs> you kind of vague, source, yeah. they want you to reveal your source. And you know anybody that's ever had a source, which I I really don't have good sources, right? Like I was literally just standing there when he was talking. Um, but people that actually have sources, not me, people that are connected, they they would never reveal their source. No, so they stop being their source. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, if you don't trust my source, it was Winston Wright. All right, I'll just give you the source of the uh, of the rumor. Winston Wright says he'll be back in two to three weeks. Uh, two to three games. To me, that would say beginning of October, maybe that BC game, but beginning of October would be a good timeline. Potentially. And yeah, like you mentioned, it's crazy to think about that because when we heard about this car accident right back in spring, we did not know if he would be able to play at all this season. Now he's up, he's running, he's ready. He's done everything except playing the game. And I cannot wait for him. If he shows up for Louisville, that might be a bit early, but like you mentioned, TJ, Boston College, or if he shows up for that NC State Clemson stretch and, and you know, it plays a role in knocking one of them off, I mean, he will be an instant fan favorite for Florida State. Yeah. I have like Andrew Parchment lore, you know. Yeah, exactly. Having, having what catch is all he needed in his career. So I, um, you know, so anyway, so there's the Winston Wright news. Johnny Wilson injury. I'll talk about that on the other side of this. I want to give a quick shout out to Gramco. You can go to thegramco.com and use code DFNS25. Whether you want gummies, vapes, pre-rolls, wake and bake coffee, um, whatever you're in need of, the orange hard candy, they've got seltzers coming soon. They've got a new green apple gummy flavor that's going to be fantastic. Um, not going to say I've done R&D on that, but you guys know that that's going to be fantastic. Um the quick mix, which is great for drinks at your tailgate, whatever you're in need of, thegramco.com, your number one source for Delta A products. No medical card is needed. Shipping is quick and discreet, but you must be 21 or older to order. Again, DFNS25 at thegramco.com. Johnny Wilson catches a 50-yard bomb and then goes down after getting his ankle rolled up. We just we're paying for that 2013 injury luck, and we probably will continue to for uh, from here into perpetuity, right? Like just absolutely yeah. forever. Um, but he gets banged up, comes out of the game, is in the injury tent for a long time. And again, I said this on the spaces. I don't mean to be too repetitive, but I was v- watching that tent to see how he came out. Did he come out and just immediately go to the locker room? Did he come out on like holding on to guys? How much pressure was he able to put on it? And he came out walking on his own power. Now, his ankle was really, really, really taped up and um, very heavily taped. And he wanted to keep some pressure on it. He wanted to keep it as loose as he could. 
I reached out to somebody and, and I got the same answer. You know, usually like if you reach out to somebody, you can get a little bit deeper of an answer. I got back exactly what Mike Norvell said. So I think Mike Norvell was just being pretty transparent on this. They needed some swelling to go down to take some looks at it, to figure some things out so that they can give a better update. I would be pretty surprised if Johnny Wilson didn't play in the game this weekend. Um, you can play on a hurt ankle, especially the way he was walking around on it, on his own power. I think it's going to be uncomfortable, but I would imagine he plays. I'm also worried about Pokey Wilson. Not sure why he was out. Don't know if we'll get an update there or not. I would not be surprised at all if they held him out with something very minor because of yeah. the opponent. Um, shout out to Portier for stepping up, making some big plays, leading the team. Um, I don't, I don't remember know. seeing him on the depth chart. And, you know, I, I think he only had three catches, but still, like, it was nice to see him out there making plays because he's one of those guys. He's at this point in his career, right? Where it's like, all right, are, are you going to contribute or do we need to move on? And he showed yesterday. Yeah, he's very capable of uh, at least contributing for Florida State, and I was very encouraged with what I saw from him. Like, I and I, I did not expect to see him do anything yesterday outside of the, maybe the fourth quarter, but he seemed to be a, a kind of a, a staple in the game plan, so to speak. Yeah, four catches, eighty-four yards, had the forty-eight yard bomb. Um, was good. Was really good. Um, so we'll see. I'd really, obviously, like to have both Wilson's back for this game. I think they're your best two receivers. I thought Span looked really good at times. I thought Deuce yeah. Span really looked really good. And what did he have? He had two catches. Um, no, three catches for 40 yards. He had the yeah. one, yeah, the, the out route of the sideline. He had the cross. Yeah, three catches. Um, I thought that was good. I liked, I, I liked the wide receiver group. And I think if they can get I Winston right back, yeah. if they can get Johnny Wilson healthy, if they can get Pokey back, you've got other guys that can step up. We'll see. I think it's kind of later in the year, but I think, Ja'Kai Douglas, you could get back to. It'd be big. Yeah. Um, you know, Ryan's talking about that slant. I agree with that. That slant at, at the beginning of the game just looked awkward to me. It did not yeah. look like that was so. Here's my take. Here's my conspiracy theory take. Let's see your question about the return game. We can talk about that in a little bit. I don't think that that slant looked good at all. Like it looked awkward. It looked clunky. The throw didn't look like it was. I, I don't know why you're throwing slants to your to Johnny Wilson to a six seven receiver. Yeah. Do you think they maybe did that just to not put the the jump ball on film, like the way they're going to line up for the jump ball, the way they're going to? That's my conspiracy theory. Yeah. I think they did that. Now, if he'd have caught it, then it, it works. But I don't think you're going to see Johnny Wilson running slant patterns down inside the five yard line next week against LSU. And the no, play didn't look like it was a legitimate, like it just looked weird the entire time. So maybe if he catches it, I don't have this take, but I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the call. I didn't, but maybe if you're putting that on film against LSU and you never run that again this year, then maybe, maybe it was smart. I don't know. And, may, and maybe that's what it was. You know, it, like you mentioned, TJ, it was awkward looking play. I, I'm not sure what was going on there. I, I, I didn't lose any sleep over it either. Like, I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, but yeah, maybe just giving Brian Kelly one, extra thing to think about be like hey so this guy might run a slant i don't know like i i think you know johnny wilson will have a very defined role next week and uh, you know assuming he's healthy enough to play and it sounds like he will be we'll see what happens but yeah i'm i'm not gonna lose sleep over johnny wilson you know running a slant route uh against lsu coming up this week you know i yeah ryan 
I agree with that. Like, I don't know that he's a great guard, but I've heard that he's a problem in the red zone. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't think they wanted to put any fades on film this week. We'll, we'll see if they get an opportunity and what that looks like next week um, against LSU. Um, defense shows out. I, I thought the defense was really good. We, you talked about how quickly LSU was getting the, the pass off, or was that off air? I don't know if you talked about that here on air or not, but LSU was obviously getting the passes off really uh, – LSU. Duquesne was obviously getting passes <laughs> off really, really – um, really, really quickly, and didn't allow a lot of sackable plays. What was it? Two point three eight seconds of a play. The national yeah. average last year was like two seven nine. It's about a half second, which is huge. Um, Duquesne looked like they were there to collect their check and get out, yeah. and 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 they did that. And hats off to them. And I hope they're. I wish their program success. I, you know, I'm, I'm not like anti Duquesne at all, but uh, not a lot of sackable plays, right? Not a lot of guys just standing back in there in the pocket. It was a lot of quick stuff. A lot of inaccurate passes that were just kind of like all over the place. Verse is awesome athletically, physically. He's got some things he can work on. Seymour was on the uh, spaces today talking about he could set the edge a little better. I think he'll do a good job of that later in the year. Um, takes a little time to adjust from Albany to this level of play. But I, I thought that uh, the defense overall was pretty good. I like Lundy. I like Deloach. I like Bethune. Bethune's a, a freak. That's, he might so good, end man. up being your best pickup. <laughs> In the yeah. portal, I mean, might I like Verse, yeah. but I think Bethune, man, kid's nasty. I, I don't know what his NFL prospects are, right? But as far as a college linebacker, he is, you know, he's borderline all American, right? He's that good. He just knows what's expected, he knows the game of football. You know, he, he's triggering downfield, and like he made a play yesterday in the backfield where, you know, he was. 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage and just comes up and makes it on top of the TV screen. Like Tatum Bethune was, man, we are lucky we got him because if he stays healthy, he has a chance to have a really special season. Yeah. His, his burst, his get off is really, really good. Um, nearly got an interception. I don't know if you could yeah. tell from the TV, but he, it was like kind of behind it. He tried to like one hand it down. Didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> really, really impressive to watch him he's physically talented jamie robinson is the real deal worry about quarterback i'll say this if omarion cooper doesn't play next week which again maybe they were holding him out because of the uh opponent if omarion cooper doesn't play next week i've got slim thoughts on fsu actually winning that game with lsu's wideouts. a lot of guys running free for duquesne a couple of drops that duquesne could have made into big plays um I think they need Cooper back a lot. It lets Robinson back off to that safety. Robinson was playing up in the nick in the slot a lot just because of you know confusion from Kevin Knowles, who's somebody I was really high on this year. But without having your best cornerback there, it puts everybody outside of position. And, and I think that can be pretty tough. So I uh I think Cooper needs to get back. I think Cooper's probably the Cooper might be the most important person to me to get back, probably more than Johnny Wilson this weekend. Maybe yeah, I'd say Marie Smith first, but yeah, I might not I, even say him because I think you can get by with Dylan Gibbons at center and yeah. you move some guys around. I think you can get by with Robert Scott. You've got Turrentine and Bless on the other side, Gibbons in the middle, and then you move uh, – who who played it, um, at guard yesterday? Who started at guard um, for the Seminoles? Um, no, Estes came in. You could put Estes there. That's not who started, yeah. but um, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. FSU football, but I, I think you could now, obviously if anybody goes down in that, 
I think that you would be kind of in trouble. Uh, oh, um, oh, Emmanuel, Demetri Emmanuel. So you could leave Emmanuel yeah. at right guard. You could bless Harris there. You could put Ter- Jazteen over on the left side. You could put Jazteen on the right side and move Emmanuel over to the left. And you could have Gibbons snapping. Like, I'd be fine with that offensive line. I don't think it's a great offensive line. I think it would work. I think getting Cooper back is going to be massive. LSU's best player is a five-star wide receiver, Butte. And, and if if Cooper's not on him, I ain't got a lot of faith in us shutting them down. Right. Luckily, the, the, he has Jaden Daniels to throw him the ball, right? Like, Keyshawn yeah. Butte is... I've seen him mocked as top as uh, as high as the top five pick in the draft this year at Jacksonville. The, the guy's legit, and we're going to talk about him a lot on Thursday as well. But yeah, you you need to be at full strength that defensive secondary to have a chance because he is a guy. You know, luckily again they don't have Joe Burrow coming through that tunnel. But man, Jaden Daniels isn't terrible, and it, again, Keishawn Butte is so good potentially a top 10 pick in the NFL draft next year. It's going to be a, it's going to be something uh, as, as we head down to new Orleans coming up here in a few days. Yeah. If you guys are watching this, if you're listening to it, if you can go ahead and hit the share button, hit the subscribe button and the like button, if you have comments and stuff, trying to get to some of the comments in here, of course, you can always utilize the super chat as well. We appreciate that. Um, but yeah, um, feel free to comment any questions, trying to get to some of the stuff that you guys have in here. Hey, I took my daughter by Garnet and Gold yesterday. The best thing about taking a four-year-old to the game, which there are some pros and cons to that, uh, the best thing is that she gets excited every time she sees the Seminole logo. Well, every person in that stadium was wearing the Seminole logo. And so like everywhere we went, she'd be like, hey, dad, he's wearing a Seminole. And I'm like, Dave, like, yeah, there's 50,000 people in here that are also wearing that same thing. Like that's the, <laughs> that's the idea. That's why we're here. And so anyway, she uh, – she loved being in Garnet and Gold. Everything in there is Seminoles. And so, you know, ton of fun there. They're the best people in the world. My daughter got a paper cut on the way to the game. I walk into Garnet and Gold. And I'm like, hey, can I get a Band-Aid? They go in the back. They find a Band-Aid. Oh, your daughter, she was kind of like, eh, you know, four-year-old, a little whiny because of the paper cut. Uh, they brought her like little pom-poms. And they said, she can just have these. Like, no big deal. Like, cheer up. She'll focus on this instead of her paper cut. And she'll be good to go. Garnet and Gold is the best when it comes to your FSU athletic gear, when you need any kind of t-shirt, polo, something for your kids, something for your dog. Richie buys for his dog more than he buys for himself. Hats, NIL merchandise. They dropped the NIL stuff. Yeah. Gardengold.com. You can use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W. You're going to shop for FSU gear. Get it for people who support our athletes, who support the boosters, who have hired thousands of FSU students over the years. Gardengold.com. No slaw will save you 15% off at checkout. Hit them up today. Quick shipping, great customer service. And again, they give back to FSU. So we'd encourage you to shop at Um, The defense did ball out. Linebacker depth. We talked about the top three who I really, really like. Linebacker depth does worry me some. Gainer in a boot yesterday. Not, again, not sure what's going on there. But he wasn't just held out. I mean, my man's literally in a boot. You already lost Stephen Dix for the year. I don't know that he was going to be a huge impact guy, but he was going to be a depth piece. I worry a little bit about linebacker. I like the top three. I like Lundy, Deloach, and Bethune. I worry a little bit about where the depth is if something happens to one of those guys or if they just need a blow, like they just need a few minutes. So that is something that worries me a little bit is that linebacker position yeah. as far as depth goes yeah i think as the season goes on that's definitely a, a very delicate situation right now right um but if 
you know, to Loach and Bethune and, you know, Lundy can stay healthy for 12 games. And that's asking a lot, right? Because this is college football. The players get hurt. They miss games. They miss series. They miss time. I, I do think I really like what we have at linebacker. Linebacker, obviously. Just, again, like you mentioned, TJ, the depth is not there, right? And it's going to be a problem, you know. And I, I hate that we're putting all this on a guy like Tatum Bethune, but you need him to stay healthy, right? Him and Deloach. If those two stay healthy all season, I'm not worried about the linebackers. One of them goes down, that's going to be a problem, and we'll have to address it when it comes there. But, yeah, I really like Bethune, and he, he mentioned it earlier. He played phenomenally yesterday, and he didn't do anything special, right? He just was there where he was supposed to be the entire game. And, you know, Deloach, we didn't mention him, but, again, when you don't mention a defensive player, that's typically a good thing, right? <laughs> like, if you're mentioning a defensive player, especially in the secondary linebacker, too much in one game, that's a problem. But, no, I, I'm very excited about what you have, but I, I definitely share that concern with the depth. So need to keep those guys healthy. Healthy. I do think it helps that they run a lot of nickel. It's a passing league. The ACC's got a lot of good quarterbacks. And so you do get those defensive backs in there more often than not. You've got Lundy rotating in quite often. It will help that group out some. You know, you want your best players on the field and, and a lot of times. And so um, that's a concern. People are mo- mentioning Azariah Thomas. He was fantastic um, in his limited action Kid is going to be a superstar. So good. He's, <laughs> I hope he plays a lot this year because he's only going to be here for two more years. Yeah. So, like, that's – he needs to get a lot of reps in this year just so that we can get as much out of him as, as we can um, from that perspective. Again, if you're listening, if you're watching this on a replay, uh, yeah, we blocked the, the dating app. The dating app can come back if they start doing the super chat. That that's We'll let you back yeah, in dating app if you, there, if right? you super chat is. Um, <laughs> Um, if you're listening to this, if you're watching it uh, on a replay, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button. Um, thumbs up the video. We would certainly, certainly appreciate it. Um, a little bit of a concern in the special teams, right? I did not think the kick returning was great. I didn't think the decisions were great. I didn't think the, um, I did not think that the, Punt return decisions were great. Just catching the ball. I will say, and I, I I only watched the condensed game back. I didn't watch the full game back. I'm interested to see if like the Duquesne, some of the Duquesne punts were just really bad. Like ducks off his foot. They went like 30 yards. And so, yeah, you want a guy that's going to go catch the ball, but you also, like you're going to have a quality punter kicking to you next week. Hopefully a lot. And so, just like it's hard to extrapolate a lot from this game from like an overall standpoint, I think from a special team standpoint, it's a little bit tough as well. Kick return was not good. I'll say that. Like there were some bad decisions made. Punting, we didn't muff any punts. I know that one hit, uh, who was it? It was Jones or somebody. Uh, yeah, a really bad punt. That, like, yeah, it is. Yeah. So <laughs> let me, I agree the special teams was a little worrisome. But the punts were bad, man. When Micah was back there, I don't think he had a good one to catch all night. I had a good one or two to catch. But let's see, like, with a good punter next week. I'll so, give those so, guys a pass. and like, I'll give them one week. Let's get so the I'm dome. Yeah. Not only I, was it a bad punter, bad team, in weather, let's let's see what next week looks like. 
Yeah, I have no concerns about um, Micah Pittman when it comes to fielding punts. Like, we know what he's capable of. We know what he's done at Oregon. Um, I have total confidence in him fielding punts. I don't know if he's going to, you know, break one off or, you know, 30, 40 yards, but he's going to field it, and it won't be a net negative, which we've seen so much these past few years. Um, that opening kickoff return by Sam McCall was a little troublesome to me, right? Like, I like I, he takes off. I'm like, what's he going? What's he got going on? Then next thing you know, he's being tackled at like the 13 yard line. Um, we'll see what happens. And like you said, TJ, it's difficult. Duking, they don't have great kickers and punters. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what we do have. I do like the pieces we have in special teams, right? I, I do like the personnel we have there. And we'll see what happens. And man, like, we can talk about it all we want, but until uh, a week from today, about this time we'll be kicking off yeah we'll be uh probably coming up coming up to halftime right now a week from today right now what time is the game 6 30 uh central well that'll only be an hour then yeah it'll be we'll only be 30 minutes into the game we won't be close to halftime yet we might be into the first quarter oh yeah no i wish the games were that quick yeah, yeah right. stress on my part. Hey, man. All right, we got some. I got something to tell you guys. All right, I'll tell you guys later. My mind, my man. Thank you. It was good to see you yesterday. Um, we'll keep that under wraps, though. We got something coming up. Um, man. Speaking on that, we have not given any love to these running backs. That just actually reminded me of my guy. Well, I can't say which one, but these running backs. First time in seventy six years of football that you got three guys going over hundred yards. Ridiculous. That's insane. I don't care who the quality opponent is. Florida State has played worse teams than Duquesne before. Probably not a lot, but they've they've played worse teams, right? Like they've played bad teams in the past. And they've also had, you know, what's crazy to me is Florida State had Chris Thompson, Devontae Freeman, James Wilder Jr., and Lonnie Pryor all in the same backfield at the same time, 2012. And those guys never went three for 100, right? This was insane. This was ridiculous, insane, nuts. Efficient. That's off to those guys everything you expected it and you know I, I loved it because it you know Treshawn Ward was kind of the forgotten man right in spring like he just does what he's supposed to do so he didn't get a lot of the hype a lot of the talk everyone was hyping up Trey Benson right it, which for good reason we saw that uh especially the one where he was you know damn near tackled in the backfield and rips off a first down uh I don't know how he pulled that off but yeah Treshawn Ward Trey Benson and Lawrence Sofilly you truly have a three-headed monster. I, I think all three of those guys could start at the majority of, of uh, ACC schools. It was just so much fun to watch. And early in the game, it was almost like I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, I guess we're just not going to throw the ball today. We're just going to run it. And guess what? That's all you had to do. And I think that's exactly what Mike Novell, Alex Atkins wanted to do. They did not want to give LSU a whole lot of stuff, but they definitely gave Brian Kelly a lot to think about when it comes to defending this rushing attack because I think it was over 400 yards on the ground, which is just ridiculous. Again, we know the opponent. We know it's Duquesne, but I I really like our backfield, DJ. I like the way it looked. Okay, I want to talk about this. Jordan Travis looks really good. Um, 11 for 15. We talked about at least one of those incompletions was a drop. Um, on kind of a weird play again, didn't, didn't love the slant down there in the red zone. I did not think, and I, I don't ever want to get on here and just bash a kid, but I just did not think Tate looked like he was ready for the moment. Um, it, it was, it was, it, it's frustrating to see because you do want the best for all of these kids and, and you want them to get in and be able to make an impact. And I just, 
I just don't know. I don't know if I don't know what the situation is. Reports by some people said that he was really putting it all together and he was wowing people. And certain people said that he was the, you know, there were days where he was the best quarterback out there. Those were not, that's not like every outlet on the beat was saying that. Um, certain outlets said it, certain reputable outlets said that he was the man at times. And so um, I don't know if it's a situation of, you know, when the lights come on, he just doesn't have it. They always said Jameis was a bad practice player, but when he got into the games, obviously kid kid turned it on. Um, but Tate was was disappointing last night. Hopefully he's not in a ton, right? Like I think we all want Jordan Travis to, to get the reps here. Um, and we know that that's really what the season rides on, probably either way. But uh yeah, didn't didn't look just didn't look confident, didn't, didn't, you know, a little disappointing that that he got in and it's pretty inaccurate. Throws a bad interception that should have been a pick six. We we get a shutout, you know, without that mistake. So a little upsetting. The defense kind of played their tails off and, you know, gets gets kind of stuck with that last that only Duquesne touchdown. But that was upsetting to see. I thought AJ looked okay. I, I didn't think he was like spectacular by any means. Had a completion, ran the ball okay. Um, yeah, and we'll see. You know, I, I also you know I, I'll give Duff I'll give uh um. You know, I'll give Tate a little bit of a slack and just say that um, – trying to be kind. If, if he did have to go in in a situation where he was playing with all of the number ones around him, maybe things look a little bit different. different. Um, but I don't know. I just It just didn't look good. It didn't look – it wasn't like just one play. It wasn't just the interception. The interception was really bad. But it it does it just it was upsetting, and it it stinks because you want what's best for the kid. You want to have a decent backup if if something is to happen with Jordan. And I don't know that Florida State's in that position right now. I'd be very interested to see. Like if Jordan was to go out, I think they're just going to go to Tate to hand the ball off. But uh, yeah, that that stunk because again, you want what's best for the kid. Like I'm not trying yeah. to sit here and bash him. wasn't very good last night though. Like at the end of the day, he just wasn't very good. Right? No, Other guys no. made mistakes. Other guys weren't very good either. But it stinks. And it does because it, we've heard, you know, going back to spring football, even fall camp last year, right? In practice, he seems to really put it together. And that's not just one specific outlet, you know, sharing that information. It, it's, it seems to be the consensus that he's really good in practice. And then that, you know, he gets on the field and dope, whether it's a spring game, whether it's Georgia Tech a couple of years ago, whether it's yesterday, just not good. All right. And uh, unfortunately, I think Florida State needs to move on from Tate at this point. And, you know, AJ did not get a whole lot of burden yesterday, but, you know, he's kind of the guy that we, we need to be, you know, next man up. Because if, you know, God forbid Jordan Travis goes down for an extended period of time, this seems in trouble if Tate's taking over. If, if the Tate Roadmaker that we've seen takes over, right? If the Tate Roadmaker from practice support shows up and just plays lights out, that's great for Florida State. That means we have a really good backup and we're in good shape but I'm not banking on that right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I will say, I'll, I'll say that I think you've seen certain outlets report that a little bit heavier. You, and yeah. then you've seen other outlets kind of report that, um, I, I think the consensus that you really saw is that Tate's highs are really high, but his lows are also really low. Like there's just no consistency there at all. Um, certain outlets kind of disagree with that and, and have called him the best quarterback in camp at times. <laughs> And so you you just gotta 
you know, <laughs> like with anything, I think you have to just kind of go with what the majority is saying. And if, if one outlet is saying something that's a little bit outlandish or a little bit um, too good to be true, maybe you got to question some, some motives of, of why everything is so much sunshine and roses, right? We're pretty positive. We're a lot of sunshine and roses, but you don't pay us for this. We can be free sunshine and roses. So yeah, exactly. anyway, so stinks there. Hopefully you can kind of put it together. Yeah, we got, got comments on the Winston Wright video. I, I'm, you know, again, I'm not hearing two to three games. The kid told me two to three games. So uh, I think that would that would be massive. Um, Richie, I don't have much else, man. I don't, you know, Florida State gets a win. They score on every possession. They get a stop on every possession outside of the yeah. interception and then punting on the last drive of the game. And they look good doing it. They beat a yeah. bad team, and they beat them soundly. They did they what they were supposed to do. Yeah, they haven't done that in a long time. Spread finished at like forty-one points. They won I by saw forty. That. that was right. wild. Vegas is good. So speaking of Vegas, the line for LSU hasn't moved. Still three points. So Vegas hasn't reacted at all to this game yesterday. You shouldn't either. You, or should you they? Should yeah. Just, exactly. You should just live your life and enjoy beating a bad team the way you're supposed to. One and zero, baby. One and zero. Let's go. One and zero. Any shout outs before we get out of here, Richie? Yeah, shout out Brooks Kepka into the Florida State Hall of Fame. I saw he was at Doke yesterday. TJ, yeah. I was a little we jealous. Out. My little, my little bro crush was going on, but happy to see him get inducted. Uh, well deserved. Yeah, I was telling Brooks about you yesterday. I was like, man, I got a buddy <laughs> Richie that'd be pissed if he knew we were hanging out right now. So, um, no, you know who I did see? I saw Drew Carter down the field. Uh, he walked oh, right really? by, like, hey, nice. you know. So that was cool. Um, so he was, he was neat. So, Hey, yeah. Shout out the tailgate. Um, we will be in new Orleans on Sunday. You're going to miss this tailgate. We had a great one with rising spear. Hey, if you haven't donated rising spear yet, risingspear.com, go sign up today, sign up and be a member. I don't care if you got 10 bucks, you got 10 bucks a month, help the program, go sign up, be a member. You need to be at the tailgate with us in new Orleans. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, Shoot us a message. If you go to rollupnetwork.com and click on merch, it's the first item there on the merch. Get a tailgate ticket. Come hang out with us. We're going to be having a blast in New Orleans on Sunday before we go into the game. Food, drinks, shade, private bathrooms, DJ, everything you want. Some content. I heard some softball ladies are showing up. Going to have a good time that. at the tailgate. Going to have a whole softball team potentially. No, nah, not the whole softball team, but we'll have a few of them. Um, some of you guys' favorites. We'll be there in New Orleans. Thank you guys for watching. Again, if you're still on here watching, click the subscribe button. We're almost at 1,200 here. So we've we've grown a lot over the last two months or so. We've gone from about 500 subscribers up to just short of 1,200. I think we're at 1196. So there's a few people in here watching live. I know the people watch on the replay. Hit the subscribe button. Get us to 1,200 tonight. And we will be back on. Yeah, I don't think any pop-ups this week. Maybe, but I don't think any pop-ups. We'll be back on Thursday for a preview show, previewing the LSU game before we all head to New Orleans and beat that Tiger tail. So we'll see you guys next time. Until then, go Knowles.